0: Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We We watch watch films films to save you hassle. hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review Sweat and online series as a stream, Trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from Castbox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. We are here broadcasting live from Walthamstow in a bank that's still in the middle of being robbed and we just noticed they've got clothes pegs here as well. I think they're actually drying out um, newly printed money. Can't say which currency or denomination. But you can listen to us for free. We're available on 14 other podcast platforms if you're listening to one already. You can also find us on Acast, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Blurberry, Castbox FM, Castro, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Player FM, Pocket Addict, sorry Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Fever, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher and TuneIn. And you are now tuned in to episode 74, A Review Sweat and I'm joined by Dominic Hello and Stephen. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad.
0: <laughs> you feel like you're itching to say something, but you can't. It's on the tip of your tongue right now. No,
1: I'm I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, bearing in mind this episode is publishing on the 4th of September. Is there anything that you want to recount or recap on today?
1: I've enjoyed Man United's winning start of the season, okay. top of the league, <laughs> <laughs> five games gone, five wins, 35 goals scored, yeah. none, none conceded, that's amazing cool, cool. I think.
0: Which translates as, <laughs> you was very happy that Manchester City beat Liverpool in the charity shield.
1: Yeah, you've now given away when we're actually recording now, aren't you? No,
0: that's cool, that's cool okay. for September, <laughs> this is coming out.
1: There'll be far more sport between now and okay, September okay, the tenth. Alright, we're gonna have to They're cut talking this. Talking about the Community
0: Shield is gonna seem a bit weird. No, no, I thought he was gonna say <laughs> something. Okay, so alright, we'll scrap that bit, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we tried it, didn't work. <coughs> we tried to do it. Didn't work. Okay, so um have you been, Dominic?
2: Oh, I'm I'm Dominic now.
0: Yeah, yeah. or King Dom.
2: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, always good to be back in the bank.
0: Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Or at the back of the bank, because that's where the money is.
2: Right. Best
1: part. That safe in the vault. Safe. You're, you feel you're confused, safe. You're confusing the back of a bank, yeah. which is where you go to park your car. <laughs> and a safe, okay. <laughs> which is where you put money.
0: Yeah. You know what? I should try uh, parking the car closer to the safe so we can just shovel the money into the boot. That'll be a lot easier. Okay. So the intro... That's where our
2: robbery plan fell down, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I just realized I've missed up the int- my intro that I wanted to do. Can I really? Because
2: it went so well.
0: No, because I was supposed (laughs) to do a German intro. I forgot to do it. Uh, Can I do the German intro?
2: Go on. You know you want to.
0: Okay. Guten Tag, meine Lieblings. Hallo und Begrüße, meine Lieben. Welcome to Geek Sweat und die Resension des Science Fiction Dramas Dark auf Netflix Verfügbar. Jetzt, Stella, ich meine co moderatorin vor Dominic. Guten Tag. And und Stephen. Hi. <laughs> so, the reason why I'm doing this with a German intro as well is um, I wanted to. What, was that German Trevor? I didn't know. I, I'm not sure. Somebody's probably going to tell us. But the, um, the reason why I do this is because I wanted to introduce the German science fiction show Dark. Uh, so, as many of you have guessed from me hinting at the top, Uh, Dark is a German web television series which is co-created by a writer, director called Baron Bo Oda and his partner, yanche frieza which
2: wait to... is his name baron or is he actually a baron is his, that his title his
0: real name is baron spelled b-a-r-a-n which is ironic because he was born in switzerland and he's got german citizenship and um yeah baron bo Oda, which does sound like a kind of a fictional uh comic book villain's name
2: yeah um, like... Dr. Strange villain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his real-life partner is Yanchee Freezer who is a writer-producer. And uh, this series took off in 2017. So to describe it, it's a story set in a sleepy town of Winden, Germany, which is a real town with a population of 1,054 people. Uh, the series of dark envisages this small community, which is intrinsically linked with a 66-year-old nuclear power plant and a community submerged in deep secrets that include anything from buried nuclear waste, secret sexual affairs, distorted family units and corruption. In terms of science fiction for the first two episodes we do not see any special effects, much science fiction or indeed any scientists but as the series works hard to ground you in reality by coming to terms with the characters and connecting the relationships of each individual particularly as the consequences of each character's actions has a large part to play so we're just going to take a quick look at the trailer gestern
1: heute morgen folgen aufeinander sie sind in einem ewigen kreis miteinander
0: verbunden Schon vor Wochen ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein 15-jähriger Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Und nun alarmiert ein weiterer Vermisstenfall die Bürger der Stadt.
1: Keine Spur, nichts. Als hat er sich in Luft aufgelöst.
0: Alles ist genauso wie vor 33 Jahren. Alles wiederholt sich.
1: Diese Stadt ist krank.
0: Und wir alle sind ein Teil davon. Unter uns ist ein Mörder.
1: Nicht nur die Vergangenheit beeinflusst die Zukunft. Die Zukunft, die Vergangenheit. Ja. Sieg mir, danke. Siegen,
0: danke. So, guys, having seen that, like, uh, two-minute trailer of Dark, like, what are your first opinions or reflections on what kind of series it is?
2: It looks like the kind of trailer that plays well on Netflix. Mm. You can imagine that, you know, on the top banner on Netflix, it's very glossy, It's got the big, high production values you can see. But at the same time, there seems to be something quite disturbing going on. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems to be quite unsettling. Mm -hmm. And the theme of missing children, it's an emotive theme, but um, it seems to be handled in a way that's almost eerie. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely something a little bit different about this. I mean, actually, I want to say it looks a bit dark
0: yeah indeed I mean um, I think it's a good combination of what's people have been familiar with a Scandi drama as well as you've got like your detective show elements and it's no mistaken that there are parallels almost with the parallel universe of Stranger Things on Netflix as well Stephen what were your impressions?
1: yes it seemed interesting for about two minutes Um, yeah
0: it sort of seemed like there's a Twin Peaks influence maybe Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. There's probably a big influence from that as well. Because, I mean, from you, like, being a Doctor Who expert and a science fiction almost aficionado, do you like seeing your science fiction early on in your episodes or are you, are you prepared to wait?
1: I've never really thought about a question before. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't mind when the science fiction turns up. It, it can turn up whenever it likes. Yeah. It can, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to try and do a spoiler-free review here and uh, just say that the series actually opens with an Albert Einstein quote, which helps set the tone. And then there's a police link chart in a bulletin board in a basement, which seems to feature at least three characters on each pin or three photographs. So you get in a sense of there's a past, present and future that's about to be attended to or future selves. And there's a sealed envelope with instructions to open on a certain date which probably has a call back to, uh, back to the future. And there's also a suicide. But this all happens uh, as a seeming nightmare of a teenage boy who's taking medication for an unspecified trauma, which is a lot to contend with because it sets the marker of where the series is going to go and what kind of tropes it's going to step into. So I wanted to talk about the Stranger Things comparison. Um, this has definitely got a small town story in it. There's a missing child uh, story here as well, which opens the series. The actual uh, police detective, who's the main investigator, who I'll try and bring the name up in just a sec. He's actually looking for a missing boy at the beginning of the episode. And by the end of the episode, the missing boy he's looking for is his son, which is uh, quite an interesting turn of events. Uh, We've also got a skilled and precocious child, like Eleven, who starts off in this series as a um, a young boy that's capable of doing like several magic tricks. Um, But obviously the biggest magic trick is going to be revealed that he's going to be the first one to travel through time in this episode or in the series. Um, We've also got the inquisitive and adventurous children who kind of go into the woods and also into the underbelly of a town because... Where the way dark is set, um, a lot of the science fiction part of the story and the portals are actually buried deep under what may be the nuclear power plant. And we've also got a separation of the adult and child worlds where almost a little bit like Goonies, where the adults seem to go off exploring um, their relationships with the adult themes of, I don't know, having affairs or old rivalries being and old scores being settled. Whereas the teenagers are kind of doing their teen adolescent thing. Uh, there is a kind of a lack, I think, of um, central authority or government figure because uh, the nuclear power plant is quite sinister and it has its own kind of, um, how would I say, it makes up its own rules and, uh, and it has some run-ins with the police. And we have a lone wolf policeman, a little bit like the Hopper character in Stranger Things, who's a detective charging gung-ho into an investigation. I mean, does that entice you more that this sounds more like a Stranger Things story or not? Um, well, <laughs> I haven't seen Stranger Things. Okay. So that
1: wouldn't be a consideration for me. One I thing
0: I would say though, uh, because you haven't seen Stranger Things, I think because, and it's not just because the kids in Stranger Things are like between the ages of I think 11 and 16 and the characters who are predominate uh, dark are between like 16 and 20. I would suggest watching Stranger Things first before you go on to Dark? Because I think Dark's got some more serious adult and mature themes.
1: But they're not linked, are they? Uh,
0: they're not linked unless you consider uh, the premise of... Um, or the trope that is... Uh, I, I found out a little bit about a place called uh, Montauk in... Uh, the Montauk Project in New York. Apparently... Uh, the Montauk Project is a conspiracy theory that alleges there were a series of United States government projects conducted at Camp Hero or Montauk Air Force Station, which is an island off the coast of New York called Montauk, New York. And for the purpose of, and these experiments were happening, although the Montauk Project was for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel. So the story of the Montauk Project, spelled M-O-N-T-A-U-K, originated by the Montauk Project series by a guy called Preston Nichols, which intermixes the stories with stories about the Bulgarian experiment. And apparently a lot of people think that this is what Stranger Things is based on. So there is... I'm not sure if it's because the government in America now releasing information that after the 50 years or 60 years that people starting to see this stuff, but... I think we might end up seeing more um, hidden conspiracy projects where somebody's experimenting on something in a a, a small population town and it's having an effect on a local community. So we might end up seeing another version of Stranger Things or Dark, but there are some similarities.
1: Okay, it's just, you know, you say you'd watch Stranger Things before Dark... But what? I don't know. Does anything really appeal to me? Because I lived through the eighties.
0: Really? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. nostalgic. Remember what
1: happened? Okay. So I'm not. I don't need to see all these like things again. Okay. Go, Ooh. Well, but <laughs> if- at the same time, I mean, even. Say to someone before you watch Two Thousand and One: Space Odyssey, maybe you should take a look at Button Moon.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean no, 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 well, the thing is, it does feel, it does Brilliant. feel like that. But um, I think one thing about science—well,
2: at the very least, you'd be like, "Oh, the special effects are good." <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is yeah. Button On yeah. Moon.
0: Yeah, I mean, um one thing I've been interested in about science fiction is there is a very rarely you very rarely see time and space being explored in the same science fiction. This is, is
1: ironic, considering space-time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the continuum, <laughs> et cetera. But I think it's because it's the concepts are hard to explore. So I think Stranger Things is about dimensions. So that's more of a space science fiction I, I story. I think my point is
1: that yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite attracted to watching Dark. I think it looks good, but yeah. I've never really been attracted to watching Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay, well, I mean, maybe that's a comment for but...
1: I mean, I'm not a Stephen King fan anyway. I know that they've kind of... Yeah.
0: Well, the, the, I think These the difference... They a lot of
1: Stephen King tropes. In yeah,
0: life. I mean, I would, that comment's probably better for them, Malachi, then, who's not here with us. But <laughs> I think Stranger Things, because I've seen the first two seasons, and I think if you are ever going to get around to watching those two series, I think the satisfaction will come from watching Dark afterwards because Stranger Things is pulling from nostalgia and influences and it's making reference points. Whereas like Dark is a completely original series which is trying to get grounded in reality and it's trying to introduce actual characters that you care about. And I think the interesting risk that this series takes is it doesn't show you the science fiction elements until maybe the end of a second episode or the third episode. So you get a good understanding of the characters and the consequences they're creating for the people around them. But the 80s section is uh, prevalent because in the premise um, it's a time travel sci-fi in a small village and I think it predominantly affects four families but what they discover is that something strange has been happening in this town every 33 years. Mm. So there's three different time periods that are connected which is 2019 where the story starts, 1986 and 1953. So one of my friends, Mihao He's Polish and he's not really a big fan of like much German media or film. He says this is science fiction done right, and for me, I think there's a pacing about the science fiction where it's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming you with like gadgets or CGI or rules, but they're just specifically looking at the consequences of characters' actions.
1: And is, it, is it coherent? Here? I mean, is it something that? Is it something that? You're going to watch like, the whole thing and still not know what the hell is going on?
0: Actually, there's a quote that I want to use and I, I put it up on my Facebook page a little while ago. Because there's a character in it called um, Jonas Carnvald, uh, who is the young boy who is on the medication at the beginning of the series. And he is is played by Lewis Hoffman and there's there's a kind of interesting youth brigade in this uh series because it feels like there's an element of um how can I say it? Uh there's a brat pack, as it were, or or I should I'm I'm not sure if I should say brat Vorst pack, but there's a brat pack <laughs> there's a there's a brat pack. That was your worst joke. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a kind of brat pack of young Actors who are playing um, different characters in the community at different stages of uh, their timeline. And um, this Lewis Kahn, sorry, Jonas Kahnwald, played by Lewis Hoffman, has experienced his father committing suicide. And uh, I mean, I, don't, I really don't want to give away too many spoilers, but he thinks a lot of strange things or stranger things are happening around him. And he can't quite comprehend um, what's going on. But at some point during the series, he says a line, something like, um, he nearly kissed his aunt and her husband is now sleeping with my mother and he's looking for his son, who's my father. And that's like a quote directly from the the uh, series. So I think one of the challenging things for me about this series wasn't keeping up with the uh, subtitles, but remembering all of the relationships across the timelines and generations so you know who was related to who. Because sometimes you get to see...
1: You can make a map.
0: Yeah, you can make a map. Well, the map at the <laughs> beginning, I should have t- taken a screenshot and just left it on my table as I was watching the series. But it's very complex and it's very dense because we're seeing actions of a character who hasn't been arrested, for example, in, 19, in 1986. And because they've been running roughshod around the city, um, a lot of people kind of feel that injustice has been done. And that um, so there's a lot of... The first part of the series is really looking at people's pain... Uh, people's sense of injustice, the rivalries, and there's a lot of dark stories that each of these characters have. So it's almost like you're watching a zit being squeezed and all the dirt coming out before the science fiction uh, takes place is
1: it, is it magic's time travel or is it
0: scientific time travel? Actually, it's an accidental science time travel. So what seems to have been happening in this story is um there's a nuclear power plant which is on the verge of being built in nineteen fifty three and it's been successfully run for so many years but the new the nuclear power plant site starts off with um it has had a scandal of two dead bodies on the uh the land before the nuclear power plant's been built. And that kind of gets brushed over. But then what happens afterwards is the nuclear power plant's like prominent in the community in 2019. But the the secret that, one of the secrets they've had is like how they get rid of nuclear waste. And the methods of how they get, get get rid of nuclear waste may have created an energy blast, which has opened up a portal. And that portal is kind of unstable. And then a time machine has to be invented to make use of that portal, so they can travel back and forth through time.
1: So they're dumping their nuclear waste in different times.
0: I, I, I'm not saying I don't <laughs> want to say that, but it, but the the thing is, because I've only seen the first series, but the possibility, what it is, the nuclear power plant is like the Hawkins laboratory and there's something weird going on there, and they, they, they're they kind of burying it deep inside. Quite, quite,
1: I just had a mental image of Mr. Burns and Smithers. Yeah. A big, I
0: was <laughs> going to say, like, dumping yeah. nuclear waste nuclear through waste, portals. That's like a Rick a and Morty plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, funny enough, like, um, when Rick and Morty travelled through time, like, when he zaps the port with a portal gun, it actually looks like a bit of nuclear waste they're jumping into. But, um, yeah, I want to say some positive things about this, because um, I think the uh, creators of this story have got a method uh, and it's not just madness. So I think, yeah, there's some elements of the Montauk project to this. I think there's some uh, elements to of a Back to the Future to this as well. There are some references to the eighties. So for example, the main character, Jonas Cairnwald, he can be seen wearing like a yellow rain mac when he time travels, which I remember Mike McFly wore like yellow, the Haskem suit when he time traveled in Back to the Future 1. There's also a reference point about going back to 1986. I know um, Back to the Future is about going back to 1985, but it's close enough for me. And also there's the sealed envelope that can't be opened until a certain date. So that's like a the dock is a live moment from Back to the Future 2. We've got the sleepy city. We've got the... Uh, it's all a sleepy small town, we've got a teenage romance, and we've also got this kind of presence, strange presence of weather, as the inciting incident of when the time travel device is activated, which obviously it's lightning in um, Back to the Future, but it, there seems to be a dark and heavy rain that comes to almost ominously as the time travel process has which not all of the characters in the story are aware about. How does that sound to you, Dom? As, yeah, am I selling I mean, it to you?
2: Um, yes, it looks really involved. I was just looking at the Wikipedia page for this dark, and they've actually got a family tree of all the various characters. Oh, amazing. I don't know if you've seen this, Trevor. Yeah. Have you seen it?
0: I haven't seen it, no, but there is that kind of complexity of like Game of Thrones to it, where you really need to know who's related to who to watch it.
2: Right, I'm getting that vibe. And also, I notice... Two of the characters appear to be the same, or they have the same name, or they're linked somehow. Twins. Except it's a grandmother and a granddaughter.
0: Yeah, no, this is the thing. So there's three stages that this story exists at, which is you start off in 2019, which is what you're observing in episode one. And as you learn about the characters, you see a flashback, I think, to 1986 in episode two. And then when you realise the how the portal works, then you realise it's a 1953. And then the series per episode cleverly jumps between each flashback, uh, depending on whether they're trying to look into a character's memories or they're trying to give you the backstory to why a character has got a job as a police officer or they own a local hotel or uh, even some of the love stories is quite combobulated because there's a character who's having an affair at the beginning of the episode and you think it they you think they're husband and wife but then you you realize they're having an affair um you actually end up going back to the story about where that love rivalry began so it's I found that quite interesting anyway
2: well you know I usually pick up on your recommendations and generally enjoy them or find them interesting so mm. and I do like the sci-fi genre so yeah. I will definitely give this a shot yeah
0: um, I mean the thing is, I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, characters in it. So you've got Charlotte Doppler, you've got a Catherine Nielsen, Ulrich Nielsen, um you've got even got a character called The Stranger who gets revealed as um his true identity gets revealed at the end of season one. So I think if you I think this isn't just about liking science fiction, but watching dark is about liking mysteries and complicated thrillers as well. So I think there is some intentional kind of guesswork and puzzle work to what's going on. And I think that's why it might be a bit more mature than Stranger Things, because I think Stranger Things, it kind of relies on running to a character who's going to deliver some exposition or make some accidental reveal or happen upon some treasure, which is going to give us some clue about how the rest of the story works. Whereas, um, like the series is titled, every time you meet a character, they're as much in the dark about things as everybody else. And they're kind of slowly discovering things as you're discovering them almost in real time. And then what makes it more interesting is because you can go back in time um, and see things that the other characters haven't seen, you can start thinking about the consequences of what will happen if certain characters interact and come together. And I think that was some of the joy that people had when they watched Game of Thrones, which was there were so many rivalries and so many families and so many histories in Game of Thrones that um, everybody was really interested in seeing certain characters uh, come together, like Bowl, as uh, Stephen has uh, happily mentioned before. But um, yeah, I think this is definitely a series worth watching and online or in... Um, uh, I think it's an 8.1 on IMDb. And, um, but I think if, even if you're not into watching stuff with subtitles, uh, if you love sci-fi and if you love, we're not heathens, series, Trevor heathens. Yes. Who's heathens.
1: I said, we're not heathens.
0: Okay. Okay. So we, we can read.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, I was just thinking, um, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've never seen a sci-fi this good for so long. Uh, particularly as a series, and it'll just uh, renew your interest in uh, what science fiction can be all over again.
2: Okay. Are we stepping through the portal?
0: <laughs> uh, I think we are stepping through. Oh, no, there's one other thing I wanted to say as well. The prospect of season two. Um, in season one, I'm going to try not to give too much away, but there's three different timelines that we are observing and interlinked with, and we're seeing which characters go through and exchange... Uh, uh, their selves as it were with other people but this the prospect of season two is there's that added caveat of you living free three timelines and then you go into the future so um i can't say who or which characters go into the future but there is a a future version of the same city and i think that could really explode or ex- the world of what this science fiction story is about and uh what the possibilities are But yeah, that's my recommendation. Uh, Dark is currently on Netflix. It's been out since 2017 and they seem to be scheduled to make um, a third series coming out in 2020 as well.
2: I will be checking that out.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening and letting me wash over you with my uh, time travel experience and bad German. Um, So thanks for taking part, Stephen. No problem. And uh, thanks for listening, Dominic.
2: Vielen Dank für das zu hören.
0: Tschüss. Danke schön. So, we are, we've been ably recorded today by uh, Giovanni. Hi, mate. And uh, you've been listening to. Can I say a German word before we go? Go for it. It's the only German word I remember from
1: mum. I school. hope it's not a swear Keep it clean. It, oh, it's definitely clean. It, yeah. I just remembered it because it was so cool. So, like a Liebenschmidtel geschafft. Favorite
2: something. Sorry? Fa- Lieben is favorite. Lieben Schmittel Geschäft.
0: Geschäft. I need to write that down. <laughs> it's shop, I think. Cornish German. Yeah, is it really? it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Geschäft. And that's all one word. Yep. Lieben Schmittel geschafft. Schmittel. <laughs> How do you spell Schmittel?
1: <laughs> like the Germans would.
0: Okay. <laughs> Obviously. You know what? I'm hoping he's not getting us into trouble, Dom.
1: Lieben is living, isn't it?
2: Because that's Lieben's No, spell. Lieben's favourite. That's no, why you Liebling say minor lie- lie- That's basically. why I said minor
0: Liebling at the beginning.
2: Love or favourites? Yeah. Or dear.
0: He's gonna get us into trouble, man. This is gonna be like English German relations <laughs> are gonna be up the spout. We've got Love Schmittel Geschäft. Nah, what does Lieben that mean? Schmittl-
1: Lieben Schmittel How do you spell
0: Schmittel?
1: I can't remember, I can just remember how to pronounce it.
0: Okay. Well, if it, any- <laughs> it's corner shop, it means corner shop. It means corner shop. You yep. love the corner shop. Show. Lieben Schmittel geschafft. This is the longest goodbye I've ever <laughs> had. Schmittel. Oh, it's a long Alfie.
2: The same.
1: You can fade out as we're doing this.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think I think Gio's done that already. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna
0: fade out on that one. So um, yeah, I wanted to thank uh, Giovanni, Dominic, and Stephen, and the Lieben Schmidtel Geschaft. And uh, if you want to listen to any more of our episodes, we're available on fourteen different platforms. Just search for us by typing in G E E K S W E A T. That's Geek and if you want to see us online, you can find us through the social media portals of Facebook via at Geeksweat, Instagram via at Geeksweat, or Twitter, which is at Geeksweat underscore. We'll tell you about the underscore story later on. But thank you for listening. Uh, ciao for now. Ciao. Bye bye.